microphone. FXBG Public Radio is entertainment for adults by adults, and the views and opinions expressed on this show do not reflect upon the sponsors or FXBG Public Radio. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome. This is Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the Madman, and I had to say that. I am so sorry. Uh, on the boards, we've got the Hill Hippie today. Hello. Trying to figure out the chroma key, and it is tough, man. The chroma key is tough. I'll be honest with you. And those of you listening to the podcast probably don't understand that yet until I get a hold of the video and clip it for YouTube and my Patreon. So search for the Madman Lowercase on YouTube and search for Shock Monkey Radio on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Shock Monkey Radio. Become a patron. Yeah, so we usually start with our weekends. How was your weekend, Hill, Hill Hippie? Oh, it was boring, really. Really? Really, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Work Saturday, uh, then just got shit done around the the homestead slash studio. Nothing exciting. Okay, well, I was hoping to kill like 15, 20 minutes with it, but that's okay. I'm well, oh, 15 I'm to 20 minutes. I'm kidding. Okay, so. I'm kidding. In, in the cleaning process, I did find a plethora of uh, baby black widow spiders. Mm. Or maybe they were just all males. Spiders. Why did it have to be spiders? Why did it have to be spiders? Wow. Potheads. Why did it have to be elderly potheads? Mm. I don't get it. Strange flickering in the light. I think we got the ghost in the studio again. See? On your camera in particular. It's, uh, it's pretty weird. It's freaking me out a little bit on the I, monitor. I think it's just yeah because of my white shirt. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. My 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 weekend was pretty boring too, man. Uh, uh, the damn bird. The one that lives above your doorway. Yeah, that damn bird. I mean, he, like every day, every day. I mean, there's three cars in the driveway, and he won't. And he shits only on mine. Only on yours. This is a grudge, Oriole bird. Now, have you tried? Uh, parking in a different spot? Mm, well, I can't really park in a different spot. Yeah, you know why? Because those who live there know not to park there, so therefore they designate that as your spot. <laughs> bird always shits there. Yeah. I got the I got the bird shit spot. Anyway, I think only pir- uh, pilots are as pissed off at birds as me right now. Yeah, maybe, but I think their windshields are rated for bird shit splatter. It's it's the bird getting caught in the engine they hate. You think they would have some sort of mesh net that would still allow air flow to come in and large fleshy objects not to? That'd get sucked into the engine. You're not an engineer, are you? Uh, on engines, no. But you would think just the turbines, just having some sort of mesh net there that would prevent a large bird from, or any, you know, bird from getting in there wouldn't be that difficult to accomplish. I guess, uh, write your, write Boeing or something. That's, uh, I don't fly, so I don't care. Yeah, well, you could change the world for the better, save some bird lives. But I mean, the way I feel, I'm, I'm not going to tell them that. It's like, you know, I want to take that Oriole and throw it into the engine of a 747 <laughs> with with no one on board. Are you going to go all Batman and set up some sort of turrets so whenever something flying gets above a certain height on your car, these 
guns are coming out and start shooting at the bird. That would be awesome. If like, do you think the Batmobile has some shit like that on there, or do you think they, they don't have space for that? I mean, they got it does so much already. Oh, I guarantee it's got something like that. Anti anti bird poop. Because you never see the Batmobile driving around with a big old white spot on it. Exactly, and it would really stand out on the Batmobile. Oh yeah, it would clash with the black. Something fierce. I can't have white spots. Well, to be honest, I, it it would be more realistic if he had like guano all caught covered all over it. The, <laughs> he uh, probably does. It's why he chose black. Well, here's the thing: is that the the comic books kind of figured out the problem is that you can't have the guano down there if the bats are living in the cave. You can't have the guano down there if there's people walking around the cave. Mm-hmm. And so uh, they came up with this idea that like uh, Batman recycles the guano and uses it to. Uh, power his systems and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's great because they're like what, what, there's bats living in the cave i guess it was a michael keaton one where you see the bats in the cave mm, and you're like, yeah wait are they just flying around there where they poop on like, the on, on the bat computer yeah all over the batmobile imagine the little speckled batmobile cr- cruising the streets of gotham <laughs> it adds te- uh, adds texture <laughs> literally well, that was fun <laughs> Okay, so uh, yeah, we're about six minutes in. So I want to say Happy Pride Month, you know. Uh, but shouldn't that be in August? Why August? Because Pride cometh before fall. Ooh, dark turn. Fall. Anyway, uh, so I guess I'm out here standing up for my heterosexuality. You know, I know I know it's boring and taboo and weird, but um, taboo. Yeah. Since when is being straight taboo? I don't know. See, you ask some people these days. Um, but, you know, I'm happy. I'm full of pride for who I am as well. Anyone should. Uh, seriously, though, some of the fun of the pride marches has to have been, like some of the window you're set has been let out of your sails. Because, you know, you're here, you're queer, everyone's used to it. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, it's just people don't, you know, uh, get freaked out by uh, homosexuality anymore. You know, like people of different genders. I mean, it's... Well, some people do. Well, I mean, it depends on the situation. I mean, when it comes to, you know, like people don't like two guys kissing, that doesn't freak anybody out anymore, you know, generally. Right. In public, you know. But uh, so that's why I think a lot of these uh, LGBT plus um, people uh, like the nudity angle. Uh, It's why I like the nudity angle. Um, The The freak people out. Yeah, because, I mean. Two dudes don't like kissing each other. Don't uh, don't get a gasp anymore. The way that um, like a naked girl coming walking down the street with like F Trump written on her on her tits or something like that. You know <laughs> that will turn heads still. Yeah, maybe not necessarily for the reason she's intending though. Exactly. Did you see that chick? She had fuck Trump written on her uh, tits. She had something written on her. Yeah, and there's no one in the crowd. She could be she could be standing in a full circle of a bunch of dudes making out with each other and groping each, each other and people will be more freaked out about the oh, a naked girl nudity in public <laughs> we have to draw the line somewhere do we not right not i mean not that i'm complaining i'm not saying that you gay people shouldn't go out there and get naked by all means you are notorious for being in shape and so by all means <laughs> i uh, <laughs> it's usually just the uh, straight people who have the the flabby bods. Well, that's what I mean. It's like I love Pride Month because there's a ton of people getting naked, you know. And I just think that that's entertaining. Is like I don't, if you're a lesbian, I can still get some sort of enjoyment out of your nudity. 
as a heterosexual male, I'm not trying to be offensive, but let's be honest, you know, you're naked. You know? Yeah, you're trying to forward a cause, but I'm just going to take away your nakedness from this. And I don't think you guys understand my point here, why I'm making fun of this, is because, you know, uh, people aren't going to remember your cause. They're going to remember your tits. You know? So, I mean... It was like the... uh the celebration of the Stanley Cup was still tainted by the chick who flashed her tits at the yeah. glass. Mm-hmm. Okay, so uh, where was I? Yeah, um, yeah. I don't care. I don't care uh, how you choose to live your life. I mean, welcome to America. It's a free society. Live however you choose. It's not for me, but uh, you know, I could say I'm proud of being a heterosexual male. You know, and I'm I'm proud that I live in a world where it's we tolerate it so much these you know alternate sexualities that were uh uh i don't know shunned for a very very long time right in in the in the closet literally but now it's gotten to a point where it's so out of the closet that nobody cares anymore it's like yeah everyone's everyone got birkenstocks these days man (laughs) everyone's wearing the hyper color t-shirts man right it's nobody likes them anymore they they fade you know they don't they stop fading you know yeah they break after a while hyper color Anyway, so I say it, great. Any uh, any excuse to party is a great excuse to party. Um, so I mean, go ahead, go enjoy yourself. Do as thou wilt. Um, um, go ahead and you know watch some Milo Yiannopoulos videos. You know, get into the spirit. That's what I've been doing <laughs> to celebrate Pride Month. Is I've been watching my old Milo videos. Um, yeah, but watch out for the HIV, uh, the HIV, because mm-hmm. uh, if if you are gay you're very high risk very high risk so be careful rubber up and so forth and um now thou must wear thy condom now if you'll excuse me i heard that ellen page wow that's the first thing came up posted some topless pics so excuse me a minute nice yeah nice okay yeah, that's that's the uh, that's the, I call that segment uh, uh, Ellen Page topless, and I call that segment Creeper Face. Nice. <laughs> you don't get to name it. Tough tits. I think the listeners and the viewers who get to see this segment will agree. If I clip it, which I won't. Hmm. Well, depends on how funny I think it is. In retrospect, so I want to tell you that. Um, uh, Shock Monkey Radio and FXVG Public Radio is sponsored by Danny's Pizza and Subs. You can check them out at dannyspizzaandsubs.com. That's where you can find their menu. Uh, but they are located at the Lees Hill Center at 10657 Spotsylvania Avenue here in Fredericksburg. So, And they have a five-mile delivery radius from that location. So apologies to our listeners in Wichita. The uh, You can reach them at 540-898-5008. They are open Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., and on Sundays are open from noon to 8. It's always buy one, get one free of equal or lesser value. you got to explain that to people sometimes, Yeah, how that works. Buy one, get one free of equal or lesser value. It doesn't seem like a very complicated math problem, but sometimes no. you got to be on the phone with some idiot and explain mathematics and what equal... Because uh, it was a complicated sig- uh, symbol, you know? Greater than, less than, mm-hmm. or equal to. Right. There's like three lines in that. That gets complicated for some people <laughs> to understand what that means. More than one line? I, I, I can't deal with that. 
<laughs> Check out Danny's Pizza and Subs, dannyspizzaandsubs.com. They're the bestest. Uh, yeah. Wait, I ordered the cheese pizza. I want the Meat Lover Supreme as my free pizza. Uh, no, dude, that one's of higher value, so that's the price you're going to pay. Well, it's like uh, uh, um, uh, I want a small cheese pizza and an extra large specialty pizza. Right. You know, bacon cheeseburger pizza. And I'm just, uh, I don't think you're getting this, how this works. You know? You're going to get the small cheese for free. Well, I mean... You better go with something about the same price. You can get a second one of those specialty cheeseburger pizzas for free versus the small cheese. Well, and then people will come up with these ridiculous correlations. Like, if, if the pizzas are buy one, get one free, that means the subs are buy one, get one free? No, no, no. How about the cheesecake? Is cheesecake buy one, get one free? No. Pizzas. It's, it's right there in the lettering. Pizzas. Buy one, get one free. P-I-Z-Z-A. Come on, man. How is this complicated? It's not a cheesecake pizza. It's just a cheesecake. Well, and, and what I mean is that <laughs> cheesecake pizza. <laughs> the, the sense memory. That was almost regurgitating face. The, the sense memories like totally clashed in my brain. <laughs> Oh, it made my nose hurt. Oh. The grease of the pepperoni on the, uh, the, oh. <laughs> the cheesecake flavor. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how you shock the monkey. <sighs> yes, welcome to Shock Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, these damn insects, I gotta tell you. They are really driving me nuts. Um, Yeah, so it's, uh, yeah, it's... It's crazy. These damn insects, they're everywhere. I mean, it's summertime and all that, and I appreciate it, the warm weather and so forth, even though I don't like all the damn insects, and the reason why the birds hang around my house is because there's insects, and he likes pooping on my car. And there's insects everywhere. And I mean, and this, these dumbass bees, these they are so stupid. Real quick, I just had a great idea for you. Yeah. You ought to paint a bullseye on your car, right? And... Just start making a game for yourself. How close the bird gets to the bullseye every day. Hey, he scored five points today. Well, the thing is, is that I know exactly where to draw the bullseye to win. Is it always the same spot? Usually the same spot. There's a couple errant strikes, misfires or something. I don't know. Well, then that's but why you make it challenging. You off position it and see if the bird picks up on the game and starts aiming for the bullseye. No, because fuck that bird. <laughs> Hey man, if the bird if you put it in an off position and the bird hits the bullseye that day, you're like, okay, I can I'm gonna go out and get myself fancy beer today. Seems like a complete waste of time. What yeah. else how else are you gonna turn this in from something frustrating to something fun? I because I, I don't want to put any more effort into it. I already wasted all this effort with the anger. <laughs> and it's wasted. Black. It's wasted. Intellectually understand this. It's wasted being pissed off at a bird. Black clouds and silver linings, man. Come on. And and bees. I know it's useless being pissed off at bees, but I know they're important and everything, and they're great, and they do wonderful things uh, for the world by, you know, pollinating plants. Essential. I get it, but these dumbasses will fly up to a wall sometimes. Fly up to a wall, stare at it, and look at it for a little while, and then fly the fuck off. And when they're not doing that, you know what they're doing? They're flying f full speed into a wall. Flack. And then they'll stagger around for a second, and they're like, oh, there's, I guess there's a wall there. Don't they have these gigantic eyes that can see in a way we can't even comprehend? Yep. So why the fuck are they climbing, crashing into walls? 
Well, <clears throat> as far as the crashing into the walls, I'm not entirely sure. Maybe they're thinking they're seeing a, uh, some sort of secret vertice, uh, vortices that is beyond our visual cortex. And they're flying to it, and the vortex senses that something's about to pass through. It's like, nope, you're not allowed to be. And it closes up poof, right into the wall it goes. The bee's trying to make it into a transdimensional portal, and it's just not flying fast enough. Hippies. You know, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little heated. I, I was on the computer doing work last night, and a spider came down from the ceiling, landed on my face. Oh, what type of spider? Uh, I don't know. Uh, as soon as I felt it land on my face, I murdered it. <laughs> murdered it. And you didn't with... look at the crime scene? No. No. I mean, I knew it was dead, but I still picked it up with a paper towel and flushed it down the toilet. I'll look to see what type it was. <laughs> Sense memory. It's a bitch. <laughs> and that segment is called Madman Reacts Like a Little Girl. Well, it's just, you know, of all the insects, the spiders are the only ones that really creep me out. I, I, I mean, I, I get I, it. I understand that they exist. I understand like bees, they play a very crucial role in killing all the other little tinier insects, but they're not killing bees. You know, some not, of them are. Some of them are, but not all of them. And they, if anyway, so <laughs> I'm just so. Ugh, the, uh, there's your there's your thing. You need to find out which uh, species of spider is uh, native to this area and likes taking out bees. And buy buy yourself a about fifty or hundred of them, and just throw them out into your yard. You are full of really shitty ideas today. I, it'll take care of your bee problem. N where do you go buy spiders? I'm, look. Dude, there's places to buy gonna, anything on the internet. I am not going to spend <laughs> money on spiders. I can look up Ellen Page. It's like, buy spiders. Hold on. Let's do this real quick. Let's do a something search of buy spiders. I know there's people who do this. What's wrong with them? Bold jumpy spider. Etsy. Mites. What? Why? Why do people do this? Why? <laughs> oh, they're called inverts. In, in, oh, invertebrates. Okay. Inverts for sale. Invertebrates. People are buy, selling scorpions? Yeah. You can buy scorpions to have them as pets. Tarantulas. Oh, dude. <laughs> here's, a story about uh. a, here's a story about a dumbass and buying a tarantula. So, <clears throat> this guy... He had like three or four pets tarantulas. He goes to a one pet store and finds this one with some really neat markings. And it was priced for $10 on sale. He goes like, yeah, I'll take that one. And the pet store owner goes, you mind uh, collecting it yourself? The guy goes, yeah, sure. So he goes over, gets it out of the cage, puts it in a box, takes it home, puts it into his uh, terrarium at home. Has it for a, a week or two. And he goes to open the top and puts his hand in there to either clean something, add water, whatever, and it leaps across the terrarium and onto his hand. So he does what any sane person would do and freezes until that thing crawls off of his hand. Then, then it dawns on him to look up the markings on this spider to find out that it was poisonous to humans. Why? Hey, dumbass. Why do you think that dude at the pet store didn't want to take it out of the, the little glass display case that they had it in? Why? I, when he showed me this spider, That's I said... Why it was on sale, too. Yeah. Those crooks. I said, 
the dude showed me the spider. I said, okay, what do you want me to do? Get the sledgehammer, drop it on it. I'll take care of that for you real quick. Yeah, between bees, birds, spiders, all these the insects, useless insects. You don't see many grasshoppers around here. That's see, not true. You usually don't see them until the uh, later portion of the summer. Yeah, yeah. But I don't mind grasshoppers. For some reason, like a squirrel, squirrel is to rat as grasshopper, grasshopper is to cricket. All right. For some reason, grasshoppers are cuter. I think there's so many cartoons that involve a grasshopper. Yeah. Or they're the motorcycle gang members of the uh, of the insect world. Yeah. Was it ants? I think it was. I don't know. They're like the 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 cellists of the insect world, if anything. <laughs> but crickets. I don't know. Crickets are like the the violinists. Yeah. Of the animal kingdom. Frogs are like the the bass baseline, the what, are we what, more, are we the ba- the bassoon. <laughs> <laughs> Frogs are the bassoon of the orchestra of summer. Anyway, you because, want to know something that'll make you, the cricket chirping even more maddening? Mm. It's the male cricket that chirps, oh, and yeah. he's doing it trying to get laid. Yeah. Well, so every time you hear that, get laid. Yeah, you hear that sound. Oh, crickets are trying to fuck again. Well, it's the same with the lightning bugs and their butt, butts lightening up. Speaking of other insects that are a pain in the butt. <clears throat> How I mean, is that a pain in the butt? Well, it just, I don't know. It's not, it, I guess it's not an inconvenience at all. I was going to say, they're fun. But you're sitting there thinking it. It's like they are literally showing. It's like I'm giving my ass away. <laughs> free ass. <laughs> flash, flash. Free ass. It's over here, here. It is. <laughs> it's over here. Come and get it. But, I mean, that's the whole point about, like, these. Only humans could have these, that type of mentality. Uh, well, like, oh, wait, or, or, some or do. Being, like, oh, wait, some do <laughs> uh, have that mentality or have that physical capability. Uh, I don't know if I'd want a glowing <laughs> ass. Well, imagine if like, if your nose got really bright and red, like when you're sexually aroused or something like that. <laughs> All right. It's easy, it, <laughs> That'd be a little more showing than what's yeah, already it's a, going on. Yeah. It's, it's easier to hide a boner. Let's just put it yeah. that way. <laughs> Why are you aroused right now? Oh, uh, damn. I hate, the, I hate my species. Why'd we evolve this way? Right. Anyway, but between all of the insects, all the lightning bugs, all the frogs, you know, the orchestra of the night, you know, sometimes I just think it'd be better to live in space. You know, it would just be so much nicer. I mean, I could, if only I could smoke, smoke on the ISS, I'd be set. I could do the podcast from up there, you know, and I wouldn't have to deal with fucking bugs anymore. I wouldn't have to deal with them anymore. And so, you know, people, I'll be the other people on the ISS, they'll say, you know, I really miss my family. And I say, and I'd say, yeah. Yeah, me too, but not as much as I don't miss bugs. I mean, and wow. yeah, and they'll be calling me from Earth, telling me I have to come back, and I'm just, and I'll say, well, have you gotten rid of all the bugs? No? Well, I guess I'm not coming back down to Earth. And they're like, madman, you gotta come down. Your bones are turning into butter. And all. Yeah, that would be true. Eventually, it, my bones would turn to better butter. And, um... Well, to be honest, just a little vacation from the bugs for like a year. You know, you know, just go spend a summer on the space station. You know, I would really like really like that. You know, that just I come back once all you know, once the first freeze happens here in Fredericksburg, you know, all the bugs go underground into egg sacks and stuff like that, or just die when they freeze to death in the winter. That's like my favorite part of winter, is like got them. Got so many of them. 
Thank you, Mother Nature. Just the mass destruction and death. Well, that's why I think cicadas and locusts are interesting because they found an interesting way to get around that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but they don't get to come around as much. It's true, but when they come around, they really come around. Yeah. It's their party, and whether you like it or not. Yeah. So, I mean, a little little vacation from bugs would be nice. Bonus points if it's in space. Fair enough. Uh, I call that one fuck conservation. (laughs) (laughs) The end of all life on Earth. Uh, You'd get peace on Earth, wouldn't you? You'd get no more violence. Yes. Anyway, I got a little section here set aside for Hill Hippie's Garden. What you got going on? Flatulence. Do tell. <laughs> I'm all a flutter. You're all a flutter? Okay, I'm going to switch back because I want to see how you respond to this, and I think the listeners might as well. Okay. What is the best and worst things that's happened to you when you've released a flatus? Is that the singular? Yes. Of flat, flatulate? Mm-hmm. To flatulate? I've never conjugated that verb. Um, <laughs> anyway, so uh, I think it was like my senior year in high school when you're supposed to like have like a little bit more control over yourself. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, we we're sitting there, I think it was, I want to say it was English class. Yeah, it was English class. And uh, we're all sitting there. We're supposed to be working and stuff like that. But you know how it is. You keep your head down. Pretend like you're writing something. And people are whispering. joke about the elephant with three balls playing baseball wait i fucked it up who's talking back there i don't know i don't know what anyway i screwed it up it goes like this what do you do with an elephant wait i fucked it up again who's talking back there And I go, <laughs> just a little, like, abortive laugh. You know, sorry for the spike. The, uh, the abortive laugh where it's just like, it, you can play it off as a cough. Uh-huh. Right? And I thought, you know, hey, I'm in control. I'm cool. I'm a senior. I'm about to graduate and stuff like that. But when I did that, <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> yep. the, and I also was able to <clears throat> clip that one as well. I was like, hopefully that got wrapped up in the cough and no one noticed. <laughs> Oh, wait, so... The Not whole... true, because the entire class busted out laughing right now. <laughs> so, teacher, it wasn't... Teacher, too. It wasn't you <laughs> hold stifling the, the laugh that allowed the fart to escape because of the buildup of pressure. You started laughing and farted at the same time. Yes. Yes. That's, uh, that's... I want to, in my defense, I believe that that was involuntary. I don't think anyone could have held their fart at that particular moment. I, I Probably not. You just, re- just re- released all control. The body doesn't... Fuck it. Anyway, that was my story. Tell me more about farting. All right. I'm going to read this story. Because why I find these things... Because I'm not looking for them. But they just seek me out, apparently. Because this is both sad and fucking awesome. <clears throat> A gassy guard sought Instagram fame on the night shift. His bosses weren't pleased. Okay, I think I've heard this story. The guy's Instagram name is Paul Flart. 
I have heard, I haven't read the story. I considered doing it for the show, but I was like, this is too lowbrow. Uh, I don't think so. Just dicking with you. I don't think so, because this is great. His goal is to be the first person to make a living off farting after getting fired from his job in a public manner. And that was no joke, because after, what was it, 52,000 followers in like 72 videos of him busting ass at work. Yeah. uh, Particularly at at work. work, And he worked as a security security guard guard and uh, for an external company at a hospital. Never got his uh, logo or any logo of the place. Yeah, in in the shots. In the shots. But they still figured out who it was and fired his ass. Uh, Because he fired his ass. Well, they've heard those fart sounds before. Yeah, because he was in the uh, waiting room of the ER. Wait a minute, you say specifically his ass they fired? Yeah, the rest of them can stay. (laughs) (laughs) Your ass just can't move. You can stay, but the ass can't. You can bring the ass with you. It's either uh, don't come in yourself or butt plug up, man. But this guy would was uh, at the intake of the uh, the ER pl- uh, the ER of the hospital, and he worked the two to eleven shift. And you know how those ER waiting rooms are. Most of the hospitals themselves, they got all the concrete walls, and anyone knows if you fart close to stone, it amplifies that shit. Oh yeah. The dude's lactose intolerant, oh, so, so he that's would why, yeah. he would lactose up. Just so he could let out the beefiest farts possible and get people's reactions in the waiting room. I have another story. Like, the funnest place I ever farted? Okay. Luray Caverns. <laughs> <laughs> I highly recommend it. Go on down. and eat some, like, broccoli and cheese before you go down. I'm telling you. It's great. Yeah, I've done it. Be- go in a big group, because there's usually a big group, and even if you don't, the group that is leaving or the group that is coming in can hear it too yes if you plan it at the right time because the entrance and exit paths are really close to each other you got to test the acoustics you know you got to test it find the find the perfect spot Uh, they've got that uh organ or piano whatever it is made out of stalactites no fuck that man i got i brought my own instrument and the stalactites start ringing Most perfect instrument ever made. Yeah, it was. But you know, it just made me just made me giggle. It's like this guy found some way to torture other human beings in some ways and shapes or forms. But most of his videos, the people are laughing with him, and he gets fired for it. Yeah, um, he's bringing joy to the world with something that most people are annoyed by. Okay. I'm not going to argue with that. The uh, 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 52,000 followers. He's got something right. I'm going to say this. More than 50% of people laugh at fart jokes. Yeah. So I'm going to have to side with the majority on this one. All right. I'm going to go Democratic that way. All right. So at least if at least 51% people think that farts are funny. And I think that's true. It's probably a greater number than that. But yeah. I'm not going to... Who am I to critique it? It's not like my jokes are any better. So, I mean, you know, people would rather... Just fart on the air, madman. Just fart on the air. That's you, way funnier than anything you're saying. You have promised one that we've been waiting over a year for. <clears throat> Doesn't count. Yeah, I know. I got to get the process moving. Plus, plus I'm like... Uh, like, rectum shy. Would you pull out some milk? <laughs> That'll make me burp first, anyway. Are you done talking about farts? Do you have anything more? 
No, it was just a real simple. I like the guy's name, Paul Flart. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a nice play. Absolutely. And I thought it was great that he was bringing laughter into the world with his flattest. And I thought it was sad that he was fired for it. Yeah. Um, I I support you, Paul Flart, but I'm not behind you because that would be a bad place to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it was right to fire him. Um, uh, maybe if there was something in the employment clause that yeah. says you cannot record while at work, then yeah, then that would, they were to that be would in the make right. sense. But the story does not give you that type, uh, level of detail. So well, yeah, but I mean, you you kind of made made some notoriety out of out of it. So I mean, might as well go with it. Right. So at this point, you're you've got free time. I suggest going to other public places such as the Lorraine Caverns, Merrimack Caverns, uh, Capitol Rotunda. Yes, airport terminals. Just make sure that you're not on a hey. hot garbage or a black cloud level of uh, gas. Hey, hey, stop. Shh, shh. We'll do this ourselves and we'll do it right. Ignore everything I just said, Paul. Yes. Fart. Continue doing what you're doing. In fact, get another job and fart at that one. Because they won't fire you. Because you suck at it and we are going to be really, really good at it. <laughs> Says the man who can't fart on air. I'm, I'm butt shy. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a great plan. You're putting it all on my butt That's cheeks, right. aren't you? <laughs> I'm going to make you fart. Make you fart. So, um, yeah, you want to get into the news worth knowing? Absolutely. Well, I'd love to accommodate you, but first got to tell you about Flashback Comics. All right. Who's a sponsor here at FXBG Public Radio. Uh, they're located in Woodbridge, Virginia. And they have tons of new comics, back issues, trade paperbacks, toys, and statues. Yeah, they are located in Woodbridge at 3112 PS Business Drive. It's just right off Smoketown Road in one of those little uh, shopping center. What do they call Like business park things. Plazas? Plazas. Plaza. I like that. It's a plaza. They're open Monday through Saturday from 10 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. And on Sundays, they're open from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. Be sure to tell Troy that FXBG Public Radio sent you. So, you know, we paid the bills, so let's get into the news worth knowing. Cool, cool. So, um, yeah. Uh, Virginia, Virginia pastor explains prayer for Trump after some are hurt by it. What? Okay. A Northern Virginia pastor who prayed for President Trump on stage after an unscheduled, after Trump unscheduled made an unscheduled visit on Sunday, explained why he did so, acknowledging some within our church are hurt that I made this decision. Yeah, you could have 100 people in there, and there's going to be at least one. Hurt by praying for somebody. For, for, the, for the president. That, uh, uh, you want more details? Uh, yeah. Okay. David Platt, McLean Bible Church pastor, told his congregation in a statement that his aim was in no way to endorse the president, his policies, or his party, but to obey God's command to pray for our president and other leaders, as mentioned in the Bible. Uh, while the megachurch was not one of the churches... I saw the video. Is, I wouldn't say it's a megachurch if their audio is that shitty. <laughs> the, um, the megachurch was not one of the churches that... Jo I watched the video. The audio is horrible. The, um, they could have just had a crappy engineer. He's shit, is it because the Secret Service is here and I got the pot in the car? You know? <laughs> hey, I've been to church. 
I know how they roll. Anyway, uh, the mega church was uh, not one of the churches that joined uh, Reverend Franklin Graham's special day of prayer for Trump. Um, Platt acknowledged it from the platform saying, we don't want to do that on just this Sunday. We want to do it continually, day in and day out, praying for the president he's talking about. Uh, Platt read the same portion of scripture, uh, 1 Timothy 2, 1 through 6, that Graham shared, which uh, specifically calls believers to pray for those in high positions. That's in quotes. Uh, before he prayed for two and a half minutes, the wisdom of the president and the leaders of the nation explaining to his members, it's good, it's pleasing the sight of God to pray for the president. True. That's, that's my editorial on that. Um, the former president, of a Southern Baptist, former president of the Southern Baptist Convention's International Mission Board, who has said churches should focus on Jesus Christ and not nationalism, said, so in that moment, I decided to take this unique opportunity for us as a church to pray over them together over him together. Yeah, he does not apologize for praying for Trump. Uh, quote, I love every member of this church and I only want to lead us with God's word in a way that transcends political party and position, heals the hurts of racial division and injustice, and honors every man and woman made in the image of God. So while I am thankful that we had an opportunity to, opportunity to obey 1 Timothy 2 in a unique way, I don't want to purpose, purposely ever do anything that undermines the unity we have in Christ. Platt concluded that with the gospel, which he prayed over Trump in the end, would you pray, for, pray with me for gospel seed that was sown today to bear fruit in the president's heart? How's this guy wrong? He's not. Exactly. Is, is, is Trump above salvation? No one's above salvation. You know, I know this is, we're talking about religion and so forth, and a lot of you may think that, you know, it's a, it's a bunch of hooey. And I respect that, you know, pride. And so it's a... <laughs> okay. I understand if you think it's a bunch of hooey, but imagine that it's real. Imagine that it's real. And there is a salvation to your soul. Wouldn't, by everything that I've read in the, the Bible that he's holding up and praying for the president with everything that Bible says that yes, even president Trump's soul can be saved. Well, it's the job of the, uh, it sounds like a Christian church. If I'm yes. not mistaken, yes. it is the job of the uh, Christians to pray for not only those Your enemies, that they love, yeah. but for everyone, everybody, just because you don't like them. It's hell based on the ideologies of the Christian church alone. Those who are more lost need your prayers more than anyone. Absolutely. So therefore, that should have been the right thing for him to do this. Oh, maybe now he'll come to the light and stop being the douchebag that we believe him to be. You know. See, you hit the nail right on the head right there. Okay. And I think that this is why important, how why religion is important, and why prayer is important. Because I pray for President Trump all the time. It's not as eloquent as this uh, uh, horribly mic'd pastor, <laughs> pastor's prayer. Um, and it's not certainly not as calm because when I pray for Trump, it usually goes like this. Oh, God. Oh, God. Please do something. Please do something to put some wisdom into this man's head. A modicum of decency and self-control. Please, God, do something. To calm this motherfucker down. <laughs> Stop letting him 
bur- uh, spew the fire and brimstone from his mouth. <clears throat> See, I just don't talk. I, I'm real with God, and I'm sure that God is up there in heaven with listening to all these prayers, people praying for Trump. It's like, and usually, I'm sure that's how a lot of the prayers go. You know, even if you're a little religious, you're at least like, oh, God, strike him dead or something like that. And it's like, ooh, I shouldn't say that. And it's like, well, you know, you're saying it to God, not the Secret Service. And I'm sure that God is, would take have, you know, mm-hmm. more of a sense of humor about it than the Secret Service. Right. You know, and I don't think that there's any, like, if you, you, you can't be held liable if God actually strikes somebody dead, right? Uh, depends on how vehemently and loudly that it ha- uh, you've been announcing it. If you're going to the mountaintops, sense and, of timing. Well, if you're going to the mountaintops and been screaming it for years, then it happens in a way that you predicted. Yeah, you might be liable. Anyway, or maybe God would come down to say, "Him, He is the one who made the prayer that I answered." <laughs> That'll be the day. <laughs> yeah, madman goes. This is the first time you ever answered me, and it's to kill somebody. Thanks. Yeah, I'd be pretty mad. <laughs> but you got what you wanted. Well, here's why. Uh, this is what I love about atheists and agnostics. Uh, and I'm not saying that you're one by saying this. Is that you could just immediately assume that God has never spoken to me directly. I think that generally, it's like, yes, the madman is a Christian. Yes, the madman has faith. But I know that God has never answered him directly. Because madman only talks to himself. Sometimes to that, sometimes sometimes to God, sometimes to Barry, myself. Anyway, so this is a teacher who teaches children how to live in the world and be people. This is a teacher. Uh, she was a mother of three, so don't worry, her DNA is still out there. Um, uh, she is forty-two years old. She died after swallowing a seventy-five dollar bag of cocaine in the first-class lounge before a flight to Dubai. What? Yeah. Uh, British expat teacher Victoria Buchanan, 42, ate the resealable bag, like a Ziploc bag of cocaine. Oh, good Lord. Uh, after she realized she had the drugs in her possession. Oh, damn. <laughs> Sometimes cocaine just pops up. <laughs> she realized she had the drugs in her possession while she was drinking a glass of champagne after she checked in with her luggage. Good job, TSA. Yeah, she had earlier bought a two hundred fifty dollars worth of class A of the class A. She bought two hundred fifty dollars worth of cocaine during her visit with into the UK with her husband Mark. Anyway, she had about seventy five dollars worth of it left when she decided to swallow it the hopes of getting it back home. <laughs> you have to be college educated to be a teacher. Yeah. Okay. I just want to put that out there. You have to have a college degree. And you'd think that one of the things they teach you in college is not to swallow a Ziploc bag of cocaine. Yeah, you'd think so. I think you learned that in your uh, freshman year. I should hope so, that they're teaching something other than, you know, soft sciences and social science. (laughs) (laughs) So many people coming out with social science degrees and they're like, I can't get a job. Um... Yeah, so, uh, yeah, she swallowed it in the hopes of getting it back home, and moments later she collapsed with a severe seizure when the bag burst in her stomach. Yep. Uh, this is what Assistant Coroner Andrew Bridge said of the inquest, at the inquest. My question is, what on earth was she thinking? She wasn't. Oh, she, oh he's yeah. British. My question is, what on earth is she thinking? That's a very good question. She was thinking, she I want to get this coke home. <laughs> 
that she was not thinking. Anyway, here's what I think was just, it's so sad, I think, in many ways. Onlooker, onlookers at Manchester Airport initially believed um, Mrs. Buchanan was having an anaphylactic shock and administered an EpiPen that she had in her handbag, but it's a palm oil all, uh, allergy she has. And she later died at Withenshaw Hospital. The bag of cocaine was discovered during a post-mortem. And apparently, it, when they sold it, they got $75 for it. I guess that's how they figure $75. Right? You're fetching that cocaine, right? I don't think there was any cocaine left to fetch. Maybe they just assumed by <laughs> the... How did they know? Maybe they just assumed by, by the, the size of the baggie. Well, they have to, did they do a quality check on it? There's or a little you, bit left... Uh, maybe it was just okay. She, her the toxicology report came back, and there was this much of this in the system. So, math it equates to this much street value. They got a, They probably got some nerd at the hospital just just wondering how much it's worth on the streets, and somehow it became ended up in a headline in a news story. No, <laughs> no, that's not it at all. Let's let's be real about this. The doctor the doc- pulls the doctor pulls it out. He looks at the bag. It's about seventy five dollars worth of cocaine in that, right? No. Now, the the uh, the mortician gets the uh, toxicology report. He goes walking down the hallway, finds the uh, the orderly. He's like, "Hey, man, take a look at these numbers." The guy goes, "That much coke? That's yeah, about seventy-five bucks worth." How do you know that, Morty? Don't ask. I'll write that down. I'll put that in the notes. <laughs> anyway, uh, I got the short story here. Just it's just a little little bit of a laugh here. A uh, Texas woman was shocked when she cut into her daughter's graduation cake over the weekend, only to find that their local Walmart provided the family with a prop cake made out of styrofoam instead. What? Yeah, it was like uh, Nellie Flores posted a video on Facebook on Friday that showed a moment her sister, Marzi Flores, cut into her daughter's graduation cake, only to find it was actually a piece of styrofoam covered in frosting with a picture <laughs> of the graduate as a decoration. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, they initially ordered a two-tier cake from uh, Walmart in Pasadena, but when she went to pick it up, they, she was told that they had lost the order. Okay? Okay. She was then told that she could pick uh, pick a cake for free to make up for the mishap, and the bakery would decorate it for her. She picked a smaller cake Walmart had available, and bakery added the decorations. So you know what happened, right? <laughs> she picked a display cake. It's like, ooh, that looks good. So can, do we blame the Walmart? That, wait, wait. So th- she just picked a cake that was there. Yeah. And said, display. okay, decorate this one. And they decorated it. Yes, you blame the Walmart. They should know which ones are display cakes. They uh, sh- you would think they would. Uh, I'm, uh, ma'am, I'm sorry. This one's actually styrofoam. Right. I mean, short of like putting your finger in everyone's cake just to make sure. It's, pff, yep, that's a real cake. <laughs> right. so, sometimes there's, there's some of these are styrofoam and it confu- it's confusing. Good God. Mom, this cake is really dry. Yeah, she was given a $60 gift card by Walmart to make up for it. But Nellie said in her Facebook post that money can't undo the embarrassment of the family. I don't know. It's kind of funny. You got some, you, you got some views on Facebook. Uh, you know what? <clears throat> they they you lost act- her order. Then they sell her a styrofoam cake. I think she's owed a little bit more than 60 bucks. I don't know. How much was the cake? I don't know. Free publicity, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, publicity is what? The mom who bought her daughter a styrofoam cake for graduation? 
Yeah, that's a story she wants associated with her for the rest of her life. I don't know. It's one of those stories, you know. You could tell your grandchildren, I think. See, that's when I would go into the Walmart myself, if this had happened to me, and I'd find the salesperson who sold me that cake. Hey, hey, remember me? Click. You're going on social media as the dumbass who sold me the styrofoam. Hey, remember that story? Wait, wait, wait. Let me... Here, here's my Instagram. It was that jerk. Anyway, so I'm moving on to the next story here. Um, yeah, Tennessee deputy saves two people from rattlesnake. Now it's a body cam footage video, and I, I like body cams. I love. I'm all for body cams because they get such some of the great greatest footage. Yeah. Yeah. Go search body cam footage on YouTube. It's so dope. And so, um, anyway, uh, and plus it helps in court. Um, yeah. <laughs> Bonus, you know. Uh, so um, this body cam- camera footage ca- uh, captured a Tennessee sheriff's deputy saving two people who are both sleeping from a rattlesnake. Hold that thought. Okay. Uh, it was recorded on Thursday by Deputy Adam Sisk with the Maury County Sheriff's Department in Middle Tennessee. Uh, yeah, it was, it was the video was posted on the department's Facebook page on Friday with a caption: "So many life lessons to be learned from this video." Pretty good caption. All right, now I'm going to explain this video to you. You can go search for this. Excuse me. Excuse me. You can go search for this video. Tennessee uh, Tennessee cop saves this couple from rattlesnake. Now, um, when he drives up, he's driving up on on this road, and this road it's a you know, gravel road, and it ends up in this big cul-de-sac in front of a um, a, a billboard. Okay. And in the middle of this cul-de-sac is this couple. Laying, laying down, sleeping. They got their phones and shoes off, and just laying in the middle of this cul-de-sac, and fr- like looking like they had, were staring at the sign. They decided to fall asleep right there. But as he's pulling up, you can see the rattlesnake moving very, very close to them. Hmm. But as he's driving up, uh, apparently <clears throat> the uh, the noise of the vehicle spooked the snake, and he started moving away. And as the cops walking up, this rattlesnake's moving away, and that's where the couple's like. <sighs> What's up? What? Cop, are we in trouble? You know, stuff like that. And he's like, no, there's a rattlesnake right there. Why don't you get up one at a time? And like, come on over here. <laughs> get away from the rattlesnake. And that's where the video stops. Because I'm sure after that, it's like, show me some ID. What the fuck are you doing sleeping right there? Right. Have you had, any, have you had anything to drink today? <laughs> yeah, we got a call of uh, any, suspicious any, activity. Yeah, you got anything in your pockets that might stick me? Like some heroin or something? What the fuck are you doing sleeping right there? Right. So, I mean, congratulations for not dying a rattlesnake and possibly getting arrested. And possibly getting arrested for having something on you. Oh, man. Yeah, we got nine, nine minutes left. I want to talk about how uh, the left coast is going to go into a dark, dark age here soon. A dark age? A left coast? Yeah, the left coast. West coast. West oh, coast. okay. Plus, it's extremely liberal. Left coast. Get it? Okay. Yeah. I was going to say left is a matter of perspective. Absolutely. Um, so um, San Francisco is resisting 5G, calling it ugly and dangerous. Uh, what? Yeah. In Upper Coal Valley, a San Francisco community, residents objected to five, 5G equipment almost immediately. Uh, too much Alex Jones. These objections <laughs> include networking equipment. <laughs> yeah. 5G gives you cancer. They're gonna mind get, control. They're going to control your mind. Anyway. Uh, I have proof, but I won't tell you what it is. 
Well, they're basically, they call it ugly because the networking equipment, you know, the towers and stuff they put up for that, they are ugly. And so um, I get it, but, you know, there's shit in the streets, needles in the streets in San Francisco. I don't know how much ugly. Oh, okay. I know what they're talking about now because yeah. they're not using the standard cell towers. They're do, uh, doing uh, micro towers that mm. they're putting out more. Instead of just having towers here and there, they're going to be putting smaller, smaller micro towers everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So that's basically the gist of this. Is like they they think it's ugly, they think it's dangerous. It's like plus 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 will give you cancer. Control your mind. You know. I mean, yeah. Who took the Twinkie out of Alex Jones's mouth? <laughs> so here's my point: is that you know, uh, I, I want to say I read a story by Dr. Drew Pinsky said that like bubonic plague may pop up in Los Angeles, San Francisco and the subways of New York. Yeah. Because, uh, rat population in New York is, mm-hmm. is bad. And so, same in like California, the left coast and those cities, Seattle and so forth. Um, and plus people, you know, there's shit everywhere. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco, the amount of poop in San Francisco search for poop in San Francisco. Just do a search for it. I mean, I don't mean go to San Francisco and look for poop. I mean, search, do a something search on your computer for the poop map of San Francisco. And I'll show you, like, concentrations of shit in San Francisco. Did you really need feel the need to clarify to our listeners not to go out to San Francisco specifically to look for feces? I'm worried that somebody might say, listen to a clip that the Mad Men said, and they'll take it out of context, and I may have to rebuttal with... Uh, you know, putting it in context. Roll forward 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. yeah, did you hear the entire rant? <laughs> I don't think so. Anyway, so yeah, I think uh, the left coast is in trouble. I think that uh, basically the most liberal cities are in trouble because, uh, you know, you get too many liberals in control, you get the plague. Yeah. You know, bubonic plague. You know, don't go. People not vaccinating people like, oh, well, you've got to be nice to homeless people. You got to give them free needles and clean needles. You gotta, gotta kill babies. Um, no God. Yeah, I went there. Anyway, uh, I like to end on a happier note. Please do. All right, couple weds in ICU ceremony. After Bride is diagnosed with stage four cancer and heart failure. Thought this was a happier story. I think it is. A blushing Australian bride was given a chance to marry her high school sweetheart and father of her two children in a moving ceremony coordinated by the hospital staff who were helping her helping care for her heart failure and stage four cancer. Tony Campbell, twenty five, first noticed a lump in her neck while pregnant with her now five month old daughter. Campbell was diagnosed with Hodgkin lymphoma and progressive mm. heart failure. Yeah. And has been hospitalized at the Alfred in Melbourne. Uh, according to the hospital's blog, Walsh proposed after Campbell's diagnosis. Oh, and it with an email quickly sent out to the ICU staff asking for volunteers to help plan Campbell's wedding to Jesse Walsh. And the response was quote, overwhelming. Everybody got involved. I can't imagine saying that. A mother of your children. 
you know. Right. In that moment, it was like, you know, you got stage four lymphoma, Hodgkin lymphoma. Well, fuck it. We, we got to get married right now, right? Right? Who's on board? Everybody? That's why I think it's a positive story. I know it's sad. In the end, it's sad. Um, yeah, everybody got involved. The team was uh, creative and organized, uh, and we worked together well. This is what Jane Sheldrake, a nurse and extracorporeal membrane oxygen, oxygenation, ECMO. Why don't you lead with the acronym? Machine <laughs> specialist. This is what she said according to uh, alfredhealth.org. Uh, Sheldrake, Sheldrake said the staff had a plan B in case something went awry with Campbell's health. Uh, but that the ceremony went off without a hitch. So they had like the paddles nearby and everything for it. Ugh. Rough. It was ooh. beautiful. Huh? Is it ooh? Yeah. It was so beautiful, honestly. I thought I was going to be it was going to be small and then exploded uh with all this love from everyone. It was perfect. I love it. This is what Campbell told Hospital's blog. In additional to, in addition to hospital staff, the wedding was attended by the couple's family and t- their two young daughters. From where we started five weeks ago, I was told I'd only have five to ten days with her. Now we are married, and I can't ask for anything more. Walsh told the hospital's blog. You know, it's a it's a tough world we live in. You know, mm-hmm. there's harsh realities that we live in, and um, there's only one thing that makes it all worthwhile, and that's love. You know, that's why we all put up with it. That's why we all uh, deal with it. You know, you, you have to deal with the reality of a situation, the way that life ends. You have to deal with it. And the only thing that makes it worthwhile is love. And so I know that if I had, if, for example, if I were diagnosed with cancer, when I'm diagnosed with cancer, um, the, there will be a, uh, a point where I'm like, I just want to get laid one more time. You know, it's just... <laughs> Who wants to do that? Who wants to do that? Who wants to get in a relationship relationship with somebody who's dying? And so I think that it's that's that's hard. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it upbeat, but I'm just saying that love is awesome. Love is awesome. And I think it it it's the big fat middle finger in the cruelty of things like cancer at twenty five. It's the big fat middle finger into all the misery and hatred out there in the world. So have some pride, show some love, and be awesome. Be excellent to each other and party on, dudes. Party on, Wayne. Party on, Garth. Yeah, so um, this has been Shock Monkey Radio. i got about one minute left, and I just want to tell you about my books. Go on Amazon.com, search for Scott L. Robbins with two T's and two B's. Uh, i got like five, five books up there. Three of them are uh, short ones, Exit 13 books. Uh, Merge, Keep Right, and Blind Corner. You have to read them in the right order. Just read the descriptions. And then I have The Ravings of a Madman book, and I have The Bunny Gears, a memoir, story, fiction story about a superhero. Uh, go to teespring.com slash store slash madman lowercase. And be sure to become a patron. Uh, you know, Keep us in business. We'd really appreciate it. Um, Patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Uh, Hill Hippie is also is on YouTube as well as I am, and Hill Hippie's a Hill Hippie. Yep. And I'm the Madman Lowercase, and I love you. Who are you? I'm the Hill Hippie, wishing you all peace and love. Alrighty. Bye bye. Bye bye.